Welcome back to another episode of the Mixed Witches podcast. It is storming again for me in Florida because Louisiana had to get hit by another hurricane. Sorry, Louisiana, rip. But <laughs> I'm not in the eye of, eye of the hurricane this time, so it should be fine. Knock on wood. Yeah, don't don't speak too soon. Uh, yeah, it's always it's always when like we say shit, right? Seriously. How was your week? On my period. Right. You did tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm on my period. That's all you need to... That tells you everything about my week. (laughs) Garbage. (laughs) It was trash, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been laying here feeling exhausted, like, hello? Where's all my energy? Please. (laughs) It's all in my uterus. That's where it is. Well, anyway... Other than, other than that, nothing. <laughs> uh, well, I don't go to class. I didn't go to class today, and I don't go to class tomorrow. So it's it's whatever. The shot that we did this week wasn't so bad. So it's an alright week, except for the fact that I'm supposed to be doing my final test tomorrow and Friday, which means it'll get pushed to Monday and Tuesday probably, and it'll be like. 12-hour days trying to get us to graduation, so. But who cares about that? <laughs> well, I do. Because <laughs> I care about you. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Alright, guys. It is the end of the spooky season, as we know it, right before we get catapulted Ooh. straight into the holiday season. And we've got an episode yeah. planned for you. I've got stuff. Ryan has stuff. It it'll be an episode. Oh, I don't know if it'll be as long as the last one, but who knows? I mean, nah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Mine might take a while. I I haven't counted up. I tried to. Well, I thought that you would have a lot, so I did try to flesh out mine, which honestly. Is gonna be it's gonna be weird in comparison to the rest of our zodiac segments because there's gonna be information here that I didn't think to put in any of the other ones and you didn't put in any of the ones you did so I was like well they're gonna be a little bit they're gonna feel a little bit barren from the future on but that's okay I have 21 pages <laughs> Jesus Christ I mean I think I had 21 pages last week too so I think you did. <laughs> With that, I'm talking about death traditions and ceremonies today. I didn't write down too many ceremonies. Most of them are just traditions. So, death is universal. We all know that. Nobody likes it, but it is. Everybody dies someday. Uh, but not every culture handles death the same way. As we also know, or I hope you know, 
it's it's kind of obvious, even though, you know, like the whole perform a wake, do the burial, everybody goes and cries is more common nowadays than most of these. But I'm going to talk about them anyway because they're cool. So the first thing I have is Tibetan sky burial. So sky burial, I found out, is pretty common, actually. Granted, I didn't write down all the cultures that do it, but there's more than you act, you might think. So in Tibetan sky burial, their corpses are placed atop a high hill, somewhere like birds can reach it, to be eaten by carrion birds. That's the whole point. This is symbolic for the followers of the Buddhist faith as representing the impermanence. I had to read that word again. Impermanence of life. Also, it is seen as a good sign if the entire body is consumed by, uh, if they're consumed entirely by the birds as they believe vultures wouldn't eat a body of someone who has committed evil deeds. And most of this is coming from matadornetwork.com for the first part. So that's Tibetan sky burial. You get eaten by birds. Have fun. Though alt uh, outlawed for funerary purposes in Iran, Towers of Silence are still used, not by many, but still, to this day. Similar to the Tibet Tibetan Buddhist sky burial, to the Tibetan Buddhist sky burial, Sora Strain placed the dead on Dokma, which are towers built for the purpose for carrion birds to eat and to be worn away by the elements. For the corpses to be eaten and worn away by the elements. I forgot a word there. Uh, this is fueled by the belief that death is evil and polluting earth with decay is sacrilegious. And I wrote here, honestly, it made it makes sense to me and kind of let me understand why I you I have always hated the thought of burial, besides the fact that I was terrified by horror movies as a kid, even though I love horror movies. It seems like more like the more I get into is into this, it kind of seems like more cultures traditions are kind of geared towards how do I say this? Uh, like celebrating the person's life rather than being piss babies about it. It sounds ruder than it is, I swear. <laughs> I swear it sounds ruder than I'm meaning it to be. Anyway, <laughs> going on, cremation of cremation on pyres of Varanasi. So along the banks of the Ganges River are the funerary ghats of uh, Manny, uh, Manny Carney. Oh, that word continues. Manny Carnica <laughs> and <laughs> and Harish Chandra. Hindus believe that if they're cremated in the holy city, that they'll be freed from the cycle of life, death, and reincarnation. So this makes Varanasi a very busy city, and their pyres are the only ones that burn 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The corpses of the bodies are wrapped in colorful cloth and carried to the river by male family members to be dumped into the waters. Once dried on the steps of the ghat, the, 
the family member covers the family members cover the body with mango wood and sandalwood in the burning pit. Josh sticks incense and sandalwood powder are used to mask the smell of the burning flesh and hair. And then once everything is burned, ashes and whatever else didn't burn are then scattered into the Ganges. So talk about a no swimming zone. That's a haunted river. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully not. <laughs> if this works for them. So the next thing I have is scattering ashes at sea in Hong Kong. Uh, due to its incredibly small size and nauseatingly dense population, burial plots are at a high premium as well as even a niche to store an urn. With it being taboo to bring an urn into the home where that would combine the living and the dead, the government began promoting green burials in 2005. There are 11 guardi guardians? There are 11 gardens and three areas at sea where mourners can scatter the ashes of their loved ones. They've even provided a free ferry to take people out to these designated locations at sea. So that's nice. Also, I saw quite a bit about green burials, like being a new thing coming up, like turning your tree, your ashes into a tree. I see that as well. Or uh, there was one for Florida where you could get your, uh, not your body, but I think it's supposed to be your ashes, uh, turned into like a wreath or a reef and then put into the ocean with the reef to uh, populate life or something. I don't remember, I didn't write it down, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, the next thing I have is Dancing with the Dead in Madagascar. So in Madagascar, the dead continue to play an important part in family life after burial. The ceremony is called Famadihan, Famadihana. Oh, I keep reading these words and not reading all of it. So the ceremony is called Famadihana, or the turning of bones. The ceremony is due to the belief that spirits only move on after complete decomposition of their body, and bodies that have never been exhumed remain in limbo of a sorts. In this ceremony, bodies are exhumed every five to seven years, stripped of their burial clothes, and wrapped in a new shroud. Then the guests eat, drink, and dance with them, before they are reinterned, turned upside down, and resealed for the next five to seven years before the sun sets. My dude, I thought, even though I was listening, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say that they eat the body. <laughs> no, uh, I actually did see I took something. A bread. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, um, I did see something about endocannibalism, but that's not practiced anymore from what I read. By the way, if you want to <laughs> know what endocannibalism is, endocannibalism is like the ritual eating of the body of somebody who's died to carry on their spirit and, their, and gain the power they had in life. <laughs> that's endocannibalism. Nobody better eat me. <laughs> I die. I swear to God, I'm gonna come back. <laughs> come back and haunt you in your own stomach. The only way I would permit that is if, like, somebody was dying and I died before them, and the only way for them to survive would be to eat me. Right, like the Donner Party. 
Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next thing I'm talking about is Ghana's fan fantasy coffins. Uh, I didn't see a lot of pictures of these, but what I did see were pretty cool. So in Ga, the dead are believed to be far stronger than the living. So families do what they can in hopes of keeping them sim uh, sympathetic rather than vengeful. The dead are said to continue their profession in the afterlife. That's terrifying, first off. I don't want to continue my job in the afterlife, but whatevs. Uh, which must be taken into consideration. So families commission manufacturers to construct fantasy coffins for the dead to be buried in. So it's kind of, it's a placating gesture. And the work that they did in life is supposed to be included in the construction of the coffin, which is unfortunate. But, okay, but I was thinking, imagine that's your job. Your job is to make pretty coffins that just get interred instead. I'd be sad, to be honest. My artwork going into the ground. Anyway. This is going to make me sound like a dickhead. I'm going to have to cut so much out. <laughs> All right. So hanging coffins in the Philippines. I wrote on Luzon, but... I saw multiple places that mentioned this, and each one had a different name for where this happens. So I'm just going to stick with the one I wrote down originally. So on Luzon in the Philippines, the elderly of the uh, Igor, I, Igorot, 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 I don't know, uh, <laughs> the Igorot people carve their own coffins before being placed in their coffin. Oh, that wasn't supposed to be like that. <laughs> the elderly of the Igorot people carve their own coffins. Before being placed in their coffin, corpses are set no. in a death chair, bound with, leaves, <laughs> bound with leaves and vines, covered in a blanket and smoked per for preservation, so the relatives can pay their respects. Mourners allow fluids from the rotting body to drip over them, believed to bring good luck, before hoisting the coffin up a cliff and nailed into the cliff face. The tradition is said to lessen the distance between the dead and their ancestral spirits. Let's talk about these body fluids a second. No, not only did you carve your own coffin, <laughs> your relatives. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this is not the only culture that I saw something about bodily fluids being put on people. I mean, absolutely no fucking disrespect. All I'm saying is no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I would be doing. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma, but I don't want your body fluids on me. I'm literally thinking of my own grandma and thinking of when she died. And I was like 13, 12, maybe even 11. I really blocked it out. I really don't remember when it happened. I remember when it happened, but you know what I mean. And I'm just thinking of preteen me having to do that. Hell no. 
would have told my mom. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of kids, um, I didn't write this one down. I don't think. Maybe I did. I don't think I did. Anyway, the Aborigines in uh, Australia smear the body fluids of the corpse on their children to protect them from evil spirits. No. Yep. I would have told my mom to absolutely get fucked. (laughs) No. (laughs) We really don't mean any disrespect to these cultures for anybody out there who's like, Getting annoyed It has with us. nothing to do with the spirituality. It has everything to do with the fact, like, I I cannot. I hate germs. I don't even walk outside barefoot. I couldn't. No. Nah. I really, I don't think <laughs> I could do it for the simple fact. It just makes me want to gag just thinking about it. And then oh, knowing God. what I know a dead sm- body smells like, I would, no. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, uh, Grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grandma, I can't, I can't do, it. do that. We'll figure something Grandma, else out. can we do something else? <laughs> right, like, Grandma, can we take, like, do something else? Like, no, Grandma. Please. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that. Modern mummif- mummification in Papua New Guinea. While far less common than before Christian missionaries turned up in the 20th century, mummification still takes place in the Morobi province Placed in, okay, so the corpse is placed in a seat, smoked for three months, three months, three whole months, 90 days. Are we, is it a body or are we making roast? (laughs) Like what? Um, To prevent decomposition and drained of fluids when they begin to bloat. No part of the body, including fluids or organs, are permitted to touch the ground. Once complete, the corpse is strapped to a chair and perched on a cliff top with the other with the other elders to watch over the village. So they're literally roasted to make a mummy, which is kind of cool, but still really gross. Next is I mean, <laughs> next. Do you have to roast them to make the mummy? I mean, I know in Egypt. Actually, I don't know in Egypt. I know. <laughs> What I remember from learning about Egypt is that they used, like, essential oils, if I remember correctly, and dried them, but not like this. The next one's nicer. Just like, what else do you have? (laughs) The next one I have comes from everplans.com, and it's talking about uh, the burial beads of South Korea. So due to limited space, much like in Hong Kong, The deceased are cremated and pressed into colorful beads that are placed in an urn or bottle in South Korea. So it's nicer. Simpler. Hmm. No bodies. Next we have New Orleans. So in New Orleans, combining African-American and European practices, a jazz procession leads the deceased from the funeral home slash church to the grave playing solemn dirges and sad music, until their internment. After that, the music takes an upbeat swing that they play at the funeral party where the life of the deceased is celebrated. This sounds like such so witchy to me, it's not even funny. And I like yeah. it. 
even though it's yeah, not. Yeah, I'd rather people do that to me. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to go into the ground. That's all I ask. Cremate me. This is my will and testament. Fucking cremate me. <laughs> the next. I don't really have a. I don't really have a preference for all that because I'll be dead. But I, I do appreciate you know play some music when I die. Don't be sad. Don't cry. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> play some jazz music and get drunk. That's what I want. <laughs> I do have a preference, like. Because I don't want my body to just rot in a coffin. Even though it's not going to rot for like 20 fucking years. Because of all the chemicals they pump into your body before you go in the ground. Yeah. No. I want to be cremated and then I want to be scattered. I don't want to go into a house because I'm not trying to haunt nobody. If I'm going to haunt you, I'm going to do it of my own free will. I... (laughs) Not because you took my urns into your house. My urns? My ashes. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> I just remembered that I threw my cat in a dumpster when she died. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't want to pick her up. I was literally terrified because the rigor mortis had set in and I was scared. I remembered uh, when... You never met the cat. So we had this cat named Amelia. Actually, I don't know if that was the cat that had the kittens. Anyways, we had a cat when we were living in, uh, where was it? I don't remember. (laughs) It was up near, near Browns Valley. Anyways, point being, we had this cat and she had kittens and one of the kittens was the runt of the litter and she got sick really quickly, like within the first day. And her brothers and sisters would always push her out of the way and not let her eat or anything. I went, I would go out every single morning and I would go check on her to make sure that she was still alive and still breathing. And this one day I was like, I was holding her and she died while I was holding her and my mom came out and she found me crying. So what we did was we put her in a shoebox and then my parents asked me, where do you want to bury her? And I said, up on the hill. So we took a hike, and I buried her under this nice tree that was up on the hill. So that she could look over the valley. That's, I mean, that's nice. I haven't had a lot of animals that died, but I literally don't know what we did with them. I know my mom's dog, Blue, was buried in the front yard of our house on Bird Street. Other than that, I have no idea where anybody else is. They're just, they're gone. It's almost like I was a kid, and, like, they died, and I know that they died, and then, like, they, they were just gone. Like, nobody told me anything. <laughs> I, I don't know where anyone's body is. They're just gone. They just disappeared. <laughs> we buried all of ours that died, besides the hamsters and the fish. We didn't bury those. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what happened. I flushed all my fish. The cat ate my fish, so... in the cat's stomach that's not funny but I'm laughing it kind of is funny it's a little bit funny (laughs) (laughs) anyway go on anyways the next thing I have uh, to talk about are the Haida totem poles so we all know what a totem pole is or at least I assume that everybody does google it (laughs) 
Google it. So totem poles are beautifully carved statues of stacked animals, but they were once used for a deeper meaning. Uh, when a chief shaman or warrior died, their body would be pulverized. I said pulverized. Until it could be fit into a small box. Uh, this box was placed within the totem pole and stood outside of the deceased home to ward off evil spirits. Uh, I couldn't, obviously, I can't imagine that this is still being practiced today. So, and I didn't find anything saying that it was still practiced. But just know, just know, some of those totem pole, poles probably have body parts in it. Just thought you should all know I about that. that. <laughs> you hate that? I hate that. No, nope, I hate that. No, nope, I I didn't, I could, hmm. like, I could, now every time, if I see one, I'm going to think there might be a body in there. Yeah, the old ones. Right. Okay, so the next thing I have to talk about is the Mori Tongihanga. This is for New Zealand, by the way. So these morning rituals last several days. Family and friends stay with the body, often talking, praying, or singing to them, or just sitting on a mori. Traditionally, the tupapaku, uh, tu, yeah, that's that's two papas, <laughs> tupapaku, which is the dead body, was wrapped in mats, cloaks, and bid farewell on the Mary. The body would be buried in a grave, cave, or hollow tree, and later exhumed for the bones to be scraped clean. So this is where that spirit that I talked about last week would come in. So Hukere would assist in the uh, at this point in the morning, taking it a little, making it a little easier to scrape the bones clean. So once clean, the morning rituals would take place on the mare and the bones buried in a secret location. I wrote here; those are some of the nicer traditions that I found. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I remember why I wrote that. So those are some of the nicer traditions that I found. But there are a lot of now illegal traditions that I also found. And for an incredibly good reason. And I told you about some of these. So now I'm going to tell the listeners. So Sati, you, Sati, this used to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this used to be performed in India. And this was where the widow would voluntarily. I'm using air quotes here voluntarily self-immolate on her husband's pyre. But there are plenty of accounts where the widows would be forced to do this. That's why I put air quotes. Voluntarily. In Papua New Guinea, family members of the deceased, usually women and children, had part of a finger amputated and burned to drive away evil spirits. Let's just take that in for a second. And... Though illegal now, it doesn't get practiced anymore. Some of the older members of the tribe can still be seen with the mutilation from that. For the Vikings, we're going to talk. I sent you this one too. We're going to talk about these Vikings. So, for the Vikings, a servant girl would be voluntold to join the chief or whatever the fuck he was, and she would be forced to have sex with every man in the village before being strangled to death and stabbed. She would then accompany the man on his water pyre to keep him company in the afterlife. Yeah. 
That's something I never needed to know. I would like about to the propose a disclaimer. Because I saw a video the other day on TikTok and I went in the comments and there was a person which I'm going to say this like I'm meaning this like as a mother would tell a child. I'm not trying to be like you need to do this, that, and the third as if everyone's stupid. But the disclaimer here is that do not ever go into a culture with rose-tinted glasses because you will always be proven wrong. Like, there was a person, I remember there was a person talking about Vikings and how, like, because it was about, the video was about Native Americans. They were talking about how, you know, my favorite thing about indigenous cultures is that they, they really do have a tendency to respect women. And, you know, like, the Romans were very much more equal. And there are a lot of ancient cultures that were much more equal, which is true. And they brought up Vikings. And somebody did not bring up that, but they brought up the fact that Vikings were not respectful to female slaves. And I was just like, that's because do not go into a culture with rose tinted glasses on because you will be heartbroken. I mean, that would love like just if you love a culture, because there are many cultures that I love. You need to like be open about the fact that you're going to hear some shit that you don't want to hear. And that's chill. That doesn't mean the culture is any less beautiful. It just means it was ran by people. Just like everything else. True that. <laughs> and that's my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put in my own disclaimer here. Because while I was researching all of this, that first site was informative. But when I started looking, like, I found more sites. And a lot of them talked about the same things. Like, I saw the Tibet, uh, Tibetan sky burial on a lot of them. I saw the um, Ghana's fantasy coffins on a lot of them and the hanging coffins. Um, but... When I was reading through those other sites, there was a lot that wasn't included on the first site and I didn't include them in this because I had already written everything down. I wasn't going to rewrite everything. But there's more to it and a lot of them are grosser. So I didn't write them down. So be careful when you go Google. Yeah, I'm sure like... I'm sure after those three hours that I spent researching death traditions, my FBI agent is like, are you okay? Your FBI agent's like, bro, do we need to roll up? Bro, what the fuck? She's sitting at Starbucks <laughs> reading all this. <laughs> oh my god, literally, they're just like, mm, I don't know about this one. Well, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was reading the part about the... Uh, the bodily fluids for the Philippines and I literally just made a gagging sound and I scared the other patrons around me <laughs> and I wasn't even sorry I was like the Philippines why they would have too if they would have known yeah they would have too if they would have known but luckily nobody said anything to me so I didn't have to explain <laughs> I just went about my merry way and continued to sit there so that's it for my death traditions. Now I'm going to go into the the celebrations that I looked up. And I only wrote down a couple. I didn't write down, like, a whole, whole lot. I think it's, like, five. So I'm going to talk first about Dia de los Muertos. And these are coming from blog.dogblockmusement.com. Uh, so Dia, Dia de los Muertos falls on November 2nd, 
and festivities are accompanied by altars and offerings to the dead. So, uh, pandemuertos. One of these days I'll say that and not have issues speaking Spanish. So, <laughs> pandemuertos, bread of the dead, and calaveras dulce, which is sweet skulls or sugar skulls, are prepared in honor of the dead. Sugar skulls are beautiful if you've never seen them, and if you haven't, look them up. Kind of think cocoa, but more realistic. <laughs> also, if you've never seen Coco, go watch it. It's a great oh movie. Oh my god. You need to watch Coco. It's a great movie. You all need to watch Coco. <laughs> Who was it? The writer of Coco is from Yuma yes. City? It's from our hometown. Yes. Yes, sir. Makes me so happy. I'm glad somebody got it out and hope. did something. It just gives me so much hope. It really does. For us. All right. So, now moving on from De Los Muertos, Boon Parawate in Thailand takes place between May and July and spans three days. The first day is a parade. The second day, the torches are extinguished to symbolize the end of the procession. And the third day, monks recite the last reincarnation of Buddha. That's all. That's all I have for that one. The next one I have is Qingming in China. And this takes place from the 4th of April to the 6th of April. Graves are cleaned and cold food is served as lighting fires are forbidden. And also, the, the Festival of Light and Rebirth is held to welcome spring. It, I, I couldn't read my own sentence. And now we're going to talk about Halloween. So yes. <laughs> Halloween, also known as Sam, uh, Samhain. No. Wrong. Samhain. All of these months of us not calling it Samhain. And then I fuck it up. <laughs> and then you do it on the... I, just, I can't. Oh, gosh. Okay. You just, you just can't make this up. So, Halloween, also known as Samhain for those of the Wiccan practice. And there's also other names that I didn't write down. There's a ton of names for Halloween. All Hallows Eve, Seriously. so on and so forth. So here in the U.S., which it, uh, Halloween is also celebrated in Canada, Ireland. I hate this. I need to restart this again. <laughs> All right. So I'm talking about Halloween now. <laughs> also known as Samhain for those of the Wiccan practice. One day. One day I'll do this without fucking it up. So, Halloween is celebrated in Canada, Ireland, and the U.S. Kids dress up and go from house to house trick-or-treating on the 31st of October. All Hallows' Eve is a pagan festival, so if you're not Wiccan, you're probably not celebrating Samhain. But it's, it's kind of all the same. Sorry to say, but they're kind of all the same. So, the veil thins on this day. We all know it. If you're listening to this, you can probably feel it. <laughs> we all yeah, been if you're a witch, for a while. you've probably been feeling it all fucking week. Honestly. On this day, it is said that the dead walk among us, which is why costumes are worn for us to blend in with them, essentially. Though it's nothing more than a meaningless holiday for most Americans now, it seems, it still is going strong because if we love anything, Americans love a good holiday. We love... To celebrate. We really do. 
if there's a reason to get down, we will get down. <laughs> I want to say, because I, I couldn't find anything to corroborate this, but I want to say that I read it somewhere at some point that trick-or-treating came around because the kids would go door-to-door. It was still normal. But the thing is, if you didn't have anything to give them and they were not of the living, because you can't tell, if they were not of the living and you didn't have anything to give them, that's when the tricks came into play. And they were not nice tricks. I can't... I heard heard somebody talking about why trick-or-treating became a thing the other day, but I don't remember, so I'm not going to try and butcher it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But if I you, did see somebody make a video about it the other day. Yeah, if you guys have, like, resources and stuff for us to find out, I'd like to read about it because I couldn't myself. I couldn't find anything. Maybe I just didn't read deep enough. I didn't go past the first page of Google, so... <laughs> I don't go past the first page of Google unless I'm super desperate. Oh, also, don't forget, it's the Witch's New Year. Oh, Yeah. It sure is. Woo. It's the start of the witch's new year. All you motherfuckers starting in January, we started three months before you. <laughs> Sorry about it. All right, so the next thing I'm talking about is Obon in Japan, and that's celebrated in August and is similar to Dia de los Muertos. Offerings are made in the form of lanterns or lamps that are placed on the river to guide the spirits with their light. The amount of times I've seen an anime episode about this. <laughs> oh my god. Is crazy. Too many. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the one that I always remember is the triple X holic one because that's my favorite. Did really? they do one for ghost hunts since that's about ghosts? No, there wasn't. Because um, oh. in, in Ghost Hunt, Naru is English. He's Japanese, but he was raised in England. So they don't really pay attention to stuff like that. Also, I <laughs> I really don't know how they would incorporate all of that into John being Christian. Uh, Ayako? Yeah, Ayako being Shinto and then Monk being Buddhist. That's just a lot. <laughs> There's, there's a lot of religion. I'm just saying, if we, can, if we can continue to have a beach episode, y'all can continue to have more holiday episodes. They had a Christmas episode. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if we could get more like Halloween episodes or like Obon episodes, that'd be that'd be chill. All I'm saying is why does there always have to be a beach episode? We could put something else there. True. Alright, so the last one? The last one I have is Todos Los Santos in Guatemala, which is also celebrated on November second. But unlike Dia de los Muertos, the festival consists of throwing elaborate, beautiful kites into the air on a hill near the cemeteries. And I saw that, like, the younger generations, or, like, friends, make kind of, like, a competition out of it to see who can make the prettiest one. And you should look up the kites because they really are just a work of art. I saw one that was so fucking big... I don't know how they would get it off the ground, but it was cool. That's what I have for death traditions and celebrations. I have to say, because when I took history of religion, I realized this with myself, that 
you know, everything is, you know, connected. I'm, I'm very much like a Carl Jung. I'm very much like, wow, everything is connected. And basically everything's the same. We just caught something else. But like when we do these episodes, we do stuff like this. I'm just sitting here like there are some things that like inform my beliefs, even if I'm not that religion. Like I'm not Hispanic. But the fact that we have Samhain, which is at this time, and then they're over here doing Dia de los Muertos and I'm not going to try and repeat the one you just said for Guatemala because my Spanish is garbage. <laughs> Hold on, I can repeat it. It's like the, Todos los Santos. The fact that those are like, they're all around the same time frame is sort of like, to me, it adds weight to when we're like, yeah, the veil is thin right here. Because if someone's like, well, how did like, what do you mean? It's like, well, we weren't the only ones to think it. All these other, these other ones, not to disrespect everybody else's traditions that are not at this time. All I'm saying is like, hmm, suspicious. <laughs> yeah, it's real when, suspicious that some of we have multiple cultures doing it around the same time of like the ghosts do be out. Well, it's kind of like the same thing as how a lot of religions talk about a flood that happened. I know this flood, bro. I am a huge subscriber of the Carl uh, Jung fucking collective unconscious collective yeah i literally like i swear mrs lee was floored when i was sitting here being like you know how it's funny how everyone has a flood story she was just like you right you right you right <laughs> you right i'm like i know i'm just sitting here like hello we didn't make this up where where's the i want to see it no i don't want to see it but <laughs> well i mean isn't that one of the reasons that i don't want to be there for the flood but <laughs> Is, isn't that one of the reasons that scientists also believe there was a flood because so many different cultures and religions talk about it? What I heard was the, they, they thought that I haven't heard the flood part. I have heard the because there's like seashells on top of mountains and stuff. The fact like either like the mountains used to be on the ground and like they became mountains over time or whatever. Like I've heard multiple theories, but I mean, how are we supposed to dispute it at this point? A flood happened, y'all. How do we all make it up? How do we all make it up? That's not what this episode's about. <laughs> no, we're going in a different direction. And he did talking about a flood. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so tell us about our good old friendly oh. Scorpios. On the day of recording this, it is the 28th. We've been in Scorpio season for five days. How are y'all? <laughs> How y'all doing with it? <laughs> How are y'all? Because it's been a lot. So for all y'all who have Scorpio in your chart, this is for you. Hi, I am a Scorpio rising. I'm with you. Also, apparently this full moon is about to beat our ass. Mm -hmm. So I am, you're a Scorpio and a Taurus. I'm in solidarity. Because apparently this moon said, hi, I'm coming for your fucking throat. Yeah, and all of, like, a bunch of astrologers are being like, do not, do not manifest on this moon. Do it the day after. The one that I showed you, she says that she does them for, like, all full moons, not just this one. But for, she's like, these particular moons, though, bruh. Um. It's just, I can't, like, the fact, like, let me just, the fact that we're having a blue moon on flip-flapping Halloween in 2020 is too much. Like, what ha happened? <laughs> How did this just How did the cheese holes align for this one? <laughs> Right before an election, that's already a joke. I can't. And a lot of people, okay, 
before I get into Scorpio, a lot, she she was saying this, and a lot of other astrologers have said that you know this is going to be like a moon for truths because it's Scorpio season, even though the moon itself is in Taurus, which has to do with money. She said that for Scorpios and Tauruses, it's going to be a volatile moon, and that some truths are going to be revealed. And everyone's scared, but I think I might be a little bit of a chaos witch because I'm like. I'm ready. You're like reveling. I want You're everyone like, to yes. step up. No, literally. I'm like, no, people start speaking the truth to me. Which one of you is a liars? <laughs> Tell me now. <laughs> what truths? Are you calling me a liar? I, well, I ain't calling you a truther. I'm calling you a truther. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, even if it's spiritual truths, like my spirit guides are about to tell me some shit. Like, I need to know. I want to know. I'm about to take notes. Like, I'm like, what do I need to know? I'm ready. Everyone else is like, oh God. I'm like, Yes. Bring it. Yes. I'm ready. So, Scorpio season is upon us. <laughs> also, today is my mother's birthday. Oh. My mother's a Scorpio. So, happy birthday, Mom. You're not listening to this, but happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd fall out if she was, though. <laughs> if she just texted me and was like, hey. Thanks for the birthday shout like, out. What? So, disclaimer. We do our astro. astro uh, hmm. Oh, yes, the mush mouth we is do. transferring over the one brain cell. <laughs> <laughs> we do our astrological data in tropical astrology. If you're looking for information in sidereal astrology, you're going to have to find another source. That being said, Scorpio season starts October 23rd to November 22nd on average. I say on average, if you find other sources, they'll probably say like 22nd or 24th or whatever. I don't make the rules. I don't have the calendar. I'm just <laughs> giving you the facts. <laughs> Scorpio is a sign that is a negative polarity, and it is the fixed water sign of the zodiac. Scorpio also rules the eighth house, which has to do with shared finances which includes taxes and inheritance and things like that. That also includes death, sex, and intimacy. And this is important because it's in opposition to the second house, which is ruled by Taurus, which is about personal finances. So the difference is that they're both about money, but eighth house is about shared finance, investments, inheritance, taxes, couples, the way couples, you, you and a, a significant other, money. That's the colors are... Rust, maroon, burgundy, that kind of red, and black, whereas Aries is red. This is dark red. Its day is Tuesday. Tuesday is ruled by Mars. There are no days ruled by Pluto. So that's why you have to share Tuesday with Aries. I'm sorry. <laughs> we apologize now. <laughs> apologize in advance. Pluto doesn't have a day. Oh, God. I just realized your mom and my dad are basically opposites of each other. Oh. Huh. Well, I, no, I suppose they'd be complementary because they're ruled by the same planets. I don't think they would get. <laughs> I don't think they would get along at all. Well, no. <laughs> well, literally opposite is literally opposite is Taurus, which would yeah. be my mom and your mom. Yeah, my mom didn't get along with your mom either. So. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember because it, my mom doesn't meet people. Anyway, <laughs> Pluto is one of the ruling planets of Scorpio, which is. The god of the underworld, his Greek correspondence is Hades. Pluto, the planet itself, is the planet of renewal and rebirth, and etc. Also ruled by Mars, which also rules Aries, which is the god of war, 
and the Greek correspondence is Aries. And Aries has to do with courage and strength and passion and vitality, all of that. So positive traits for Scorpio would be they are resourceful and brave, passionate, stubborn, and loyal. I would argue loyal to a fault, but loyal. <laughs> uh, some negative traits that an underdeveloped Scorpio spiritually would be predisposed to is distrusting, jealous, secretive, and violent. My disclaimer for this is that if you read traits about your sign, because we live in a Western society where everybody talks about astrology and zodiacs and horoscopes to the point of annoyance that you we think that we we like we're how do i say this people always know your sign we talk about signs but really you don't realize how much people don't know until you start getting into astrology so when you start looking up stuff this is my disclaimer to all you learning as we are learning if you read traits about your sign and feel as though some or many of them do not apply to you there isn't anything wrong with the astrology or wrong with you. Natal charts are complex. You are complex. You are made up of multiple planets and signs. Not everything about a sign in your chart is going to apply to you. You won't be 100% like any given sign in your chart, even including the big three, because there are a lot of things at play. Also, it depends on how strong your ego is and how spiritually developed you are, which is why I say... If I just said all those four things and you're like, I'm a Scorpio, but I'm not distrusting, that's chill, Mary. You don't have to be. So you're not distrusting. That's fine. You may also not be resourceful. Okay? Be humble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean that from, like, we're, we're here doing a podcast, and even though we're not experts, this is still a bit, like, educational, so I just want to say you're not going to have every single thing listed if you read about your side. All positive, all negative. I won't say I'm everything positive about a Taurus. There are many things that I've read, and I'm like, yeah, bro, I wish that was me. Right. But that's fine. <laughs> I wish I had that. <laughs> I but also, you are made up of five personal planets you know and you have all the other ones and there's just a lot that goes in your natal chart so yeah it's very likely you're not going to be a hundred percent of anything and that's okay that doesn't mean the astrology is wrong or that you're wrong or whatever anyway <laughs> disclaimer i have multiple disclaimers i don't know why maybe it is i'm feeling the witchy energy but i was just doing the research for this and i was like these things need to be said. I'm going actually crazy. <laughs> I'm going nuts over here, man. So, the mantra for Scorpio is I transform. I mean, I would say from a simple layman's perspective, the mantras really do say it, like it's I transform. And you'd be like, yeah, that's a Scorpio. Like, you're right. That's I, what you do. <laughs> I just thought about that, too, because you said it. And I was like, yeah, that is Keith. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, you're right. You're right, you're right. Uh, the, the, Scorpio rules over the genitals and bowels, which attracts, especially the bowels. Multiple signs, water signs tend to rule over the genitals, uh, but different parts of the genitals. Uh, the bowels, though, that that's like, I know that sounds dirty and maybe like, ew, but it's like, no, that tracks. That makes sense. Somebody yeah. has to. 
Somebody's got to think with their dick more than everybody else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dick or vagina? I don't cards. know. It doesn't matter. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> think with your genitals, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Use the head on your shoulders, think please. Think with your brain. <laughs> cards in tarot that have to do with Scorpio, major and minor. Your major is death, number 13, which is all about transformation. Also, the five of cups is Mars in Scorpio, six of cups, sun in Scorpio, and seven of cups is Venus in Scorpio. God, just take all the cups? Why don't you? <laughs> it's fine. Leos um, have most of the wands anyways. Yeah. <laughs> As I sit here, like, preening. Anyway. <laughs> ignore me. It's okay. Everybody has three. You get three. And a major. We're all equal here. <laughs> we all can share the tarot deck. <laughs> oh. oh, and and court cards. Which also... The King of Cups is Fixed Water, which is Scorpio. So there's that one. I forgot that one because it wasn't in the list. I just remembered it now. But King of Cups is also Scorpio energy. So, some herbs. If you're, for all my green witches, and herb people. <laughs> I couldn't think of okay. <laughs> herb people. Uh, the new technical term. <laughs> we have... Blackberry, nettles, which is very good for your menstrual cycle, because it's good for your tummy, and mugwort, which is also good for your menstrual cycle. Disclaimer, it's an abortive, so yeah. do not drink when pregnant, and can, it can also jumpstart or restart your menstrual cycle. So be really careful. If you start having your period again, maybe it's because you're drinking too much mugwort tea. Isn't All mugwort levels. also hallucinogenic? Yes. It's very good for uh, lucid dreaming. Man, maybe I should start drinking it. I wonder if it would show up. I have been <laughs> looking for some. <laughs> I wonder if it would show up on a piss test. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> they don't look for I that stuff. I have no idea. No, they, uh, I don't think so. I mean, don't drink that much because you're going to start your period. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. So I don't think you would drink enough for it to show up. They don't look for that. They they actually legitimately don't look for that. They have they have to request like specifics. They mostly look for the big things. So I would be floored if they said, "Hey, what do you have mugwort in your urine?" Bruh, what is this? It's tea. <laughs> what kind of tea? Mugwort tea? What the fuck? <laughs> Scare my coworkers more than they already are. It's fine. Well, if you weren't a witch before drinking mugwort tea, you'll be one after. <laughs> so, I have some celebrities. If you're wondering why I haven't listed any personality, is because Google exists. <laughs> and that's a lot. There are many books. Google exists. But here's some celebrities. Bill Gates, whose birthday is also today. Julia Roberts. Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Not shocked. Not shocked. 
Deadpool himself. Like, of course he's a Scorpio. What? I was going to say, if Deadpool's not a Scorpio in the comics, what are they doing with themselves? Honestly, that's a missed opportunity. I saw a commercial for a new movie Ryan Reynolds is doing, and I thought it was a new Deadpool movie while I was watching it. And I was like, oh, right. I forget that's just his personality. That's literally just him, and I swear to God, I'm not sure if Ryan Reynolds is a good actor. (laughs) How has he done so many awful movies, and then all of a sudden he does Deadpool and it's great, and I'm just in here like, but that's just his personality. Like, can he act or no? He's hot. He don't have to act. Anyway. (laughs) Anne Hathaway, Ryan Gosling, Katy Perry, Matthew McConaughey, Gabrielle Union, Neil Gaiman. Wow. Why am I not surprised? Nobody's shocked. Mr. Gaiman. I also have some Scorpios in fiction. And I have a third disclaimer, because I only have four people listed. I'm going to say this. I don't want to say it again. (laughs) Be very careful when looking up Zodiac signs of fictional characters. Some of the lists are made by people who did not do any research. And I don't mean that negatively. I just mean they didn't. (laughs) So they put down characters they thought would fit. As in personality, not characters with actual birthdays in that sign. Which is fine if you're looking just for fun, but if you're doing something like this, it's very counterproductive. Also, it doesn't help because that means that it is kind of their interpretation of that sign's personality. And a lot of people really don't understand those things. So it's really counterproductive. There were some people I've seen on those lists that I'm like, they are not a Scorpio. I don't know why you put them. But it's because we're kind of going off the Western idea of how we interpret sign. Not only just how people are interpreting the sign, but how people are interpreting the character, which can vacillate wildly from person to person as we've found out. I feel like we don't realize that how much we don't understand a character. Honestly. Honestly, as two people who write and read a lot of fan fiction, let me tell you, a lot of people think that they understand a character and then they don't. And most of the time you don't even realize that until you like rewatch the show. I mean, we've even had that kind of feeling going back and rewatching a a show and then (laughs) rereading our own fan fiction. It's like, oh, I got that wrong. I do it a lot. Meaning at this point, I've done it a lot. Meaning at this point, I really do not. I'm very picky about what I write anymore. And I mean that out of respect for people reading. Like, I'm really particular about it now. I don't try to write. I'm all for writing stuff that's, like, fun. But, like, I am particular about, like, if it's out of character. Yeah, I try not to, like, I try not to write a character that I can't get a grasp on. Just, like, mentally. Because there are some characters that I have tried to write and cannot. I cannot figure out how to write their character correctly. Seriously. And that's fine. (laughs) Some of the people who work for comic book companies can't grasp the character and they're making money. (laughs) Um. (laughs) They're getting paid to write them. Uh, So just because you may feel like a character is a particular sign doesn't mean that they are that sign. I have examples. 
because many people have listed Dexter Morgan from Dexter as a Scorpio by personality. However, he is a fictional book character, and in the book, his birthday is said to be in February. He is literally not a Scorpio. I can respect the fact that his personality is 100% Scorpio all day. <laughs> this is not productive to me because his birthday's in February. So he doesn't help my list. He has to go in the February part when we get to that season. <laughs> <laughs> Many people have also listed Anakin Skywalker. Which, yeah, Scorpio all day, every day, rebirth and everything, except he is not of Earth. They don't follow an Earth calendar, so he can't have a zodiac sign. Because how the fuck would I figure that out? How the fuck would that even work? Also, comic book characters are very touch and go. Because they've been around for a really long time, they've been written by multiple people, and authors like to change things like that, like birthdays, frequently. So be wary of the information you find for them. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong, because it's not. And you will probably find it. You will probably find it in a comic book, that date. It's just you will find more than one. So be careful. One is not going to be enough. If you found one date and you didn't find another, either they've never changed it, like Spidey. Spider-Man's only had one birthday, as far as I can tell. I have never seen anything else. So it means that they were conscious of it and they never changed it, or it just means that nobody's found another one. Good old Spidey boy. For those of you concerned, Spider-Man is a Libra, and we didn't say him for Libra season. Sorry, Spidey. Sorry, Spidey. His (laughs) birthday is October 14th, according to Marvel, so happy belated birthday, Spidey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My examples, before I get into the four, my examples are, I did look. Because I know they've changed Dick Grayson's birthday at least three times. And it was in March, but it's also been in December. So depending on which comic book you're reading and what the arc is, it's not going to be the same. Also, Bruce Wayne's birthday when he was first incarnated was was April 17th. But it has been changed in the modern day to February 19th. So just take comic book birthdays with a grain of salt. That being said, here are four fictional Scorpios. We have Keith from Voltron. Mm. Sorry, I just like (laughs) (laughs) died a little because I love him. Even though I know that. It's your boy. I wasn't expecting you to say it. (laughs) It's your boy. It's my boy. I love him. Don't come for him. I'll fight anybody who does. Uh Fun fact. He drove the red lion and the black lion, which are both colors of Scorpio. So we also have Tokuyami from My Hero Academia. Why is that not surprising? (laughs) It's not, and his birthday is on Halloween. Or the day before. I cannot remember, but it's either the 30th or the 31st. And they did that on purpose. Yeah. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Tokyo. Um. Shigure Soma from Fruits Basket is also a Scorpio. Knowing that information is just like, you're right. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) And Sailor Pluto is a Scorpio. They did right by her. (laughs) Sailor Moon. Well, how stupid would it be if you found Sailor Pluto was not a Scorpio? It'd be dumb as hell. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) 
Did How you is look? she Sailor Pluto, but she's not that sign? Did you look at the other? She is. The other sailors? Sailors? No, not yet. It's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't, but I will now. <laughs> I will now. It made me want to rewatch Sailor Moon. Uh, hold on. I also say... I al- <laughs> No, no, continue. I'm, like, actually looking it up right now. <laughs> oh. I also say this because Cal Olaf from A Series of Unfortunate Events were on a couple of lists. However, when I looked on the wiki, there was no birthday listed, which is not to say he's not a Scorpio or doesn't have a birthday. I'm just saying I did not find any proof. So... It's just, I'm just saying this disclaimer for if you're particular like me. Half of you, most of you are not going to give a shit. And I can also respect the fact that people have personalities that go with signs. It's just, if they are not that sign, do not list them as that sign. I'm all, that's all I'm asking. Fair. Also, I just looked at Sailor Saturn, and yes, her birthday does coincide with her planet. I found, if you notice, all, all of these except for Voltron are anime. And as we know, the creators of Avatar and Voltron are little, you know, they're weebs. So you can kind of count those. Although I didn't look at Avatar, you can kind of count these. And it's because Japan is very particular about stuff like that. And they like stats like this. That's why when you find anime characters, you're going to find their sign. Because the Japanese like that sort of stuff. I don't know if that also means from a Western point of view, we don't. Because I can't find them for Western things. They tend to change. Comic book characters do not have the same birthday all the time. But you will probably find an anime character. Like, it's very rare that you won't find their birthday and their sign and all that. Because Japan really likes that kind of stuff. Well, so Saturn and Mars match up. I'm looking at Jupiter right now. Jupiter is Sag and somebody else. Okay, yeah, Sag lines up also. So... Sailor Jupiter lines up. We have one left. Uh, Sailor Moon would probably be a Cancer. Because Cancer rules the moon. moon the moon rules cancer. cancer. That's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sailor Mercury is Virgo. Mm. Because she could be, she could either be a Gemini or a Virgo, so they chose Virgo. Yep, they chose Virgo. How nice of them to do that. Just one more. <laughs> Just got... Just gotta look at Usagi, whose birthday is not fucking on here. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Uh, June 30th. Cancer the moon. So, yep. She's a cancer. Cool. That's nice to know. That I like that. It's nice to know. Right. It's nice to know that uh, she gave a shit. Yeah. I when like when stuff like that. Sailor Moon. It's nice to know that she gave a shit. She actually thought about it. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't do it on purpose. I usually just choose a birthday, and then oftentimes it lines up with with what it should. Which I feel like is is a little bit how it should be in this case, because they're named after planets. I feel like it is a little bit... She should have done that. Like, if it wasn't like that, that would be dumb. Because they're planets. (laughs) But in the case of just regular-ass characters, I kind of feel like... If you know your character's personality, you should. it should almost be like, kind of like, oh, what a coincidence. But it's not. 
it and to me, it's not a coincidence that Keith is a Scorpio. I'm sure they weren't even thinking about it at all. It just, that's his personality. It is birthday lines up. Which is why I went on this fictional soapbox for all of you. Because I actually have different headcanons for these characters. Not to say that, like, say, Bruce Wayne's birthday is April 17th and they never changed it because that was the original birthday. It's not to say that he cannot be an Aries. It's just, that's not how well I see also, I don't feel like Dick Grace's birthday should be in December. I feel like it should stay where it is in the boys of Pisces. Do you ask? You didn't ask. <laughs> but if, if anybody from D.C., if any of you writers are listening, I'm saying as a reader, this boy is a Pisces. Keep him in the spring. <laughs> well, Pisces is the end of winter before spring. But I'm just like, that's that you were right the first time. Why'd you change it? <laughs> yes. March was right. <laughs> Probably because somebody wanted to do an arc in whatever time oh. his they changed his birthday fact, to. I found out. Right, I don't know. I couldn't find the date. I'm surprised I found dates for Bruce Wayne because normally they don't have dates. Well, Peter Parker had a date, but Marvel's a little bit different. They they don't they don't write as messily as DC has. However, fun fact: if you want to know, Tim Drake's birthday is July. I think it was the 19th as well, because like, Bruce's is the 19th, but it's in July. He's a little July baby, which doesn't go with my head canon, but it makes him a cancer, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I was about to say, what comes before Leo? Because I couldn't remember, and yeah. Cancer. It would make him a little cancer baby, and honestly, as a Taurus who should be with a water sign, I'm okay with that. <laughs> He's allowed, he could be, he could be a little water sign. When you said cancer baby, all I could think of was cancer puppy. <laughs> so. Aww. No. Cancer, no puppy cancer puppy not lining up with a sign. Cancer puppy had cancer. <laughs> Rest in peace, cancer puppy. I know. Thanks, fucking Quentin. <laughs> all right. Last week of spooky season. What do you have for, for spooky spooky movies or extra i actually marked the page this i didn't mark the page hold on <laughs> you surprised me i know i shouldn't be surprised because we've been doing this this whole time but i listen y'all i'm special i got it i found it <laughs> all right what do um, you got what i got mm -hmm. Ooh. i'm sorry i'm looking through my stuff uh, how about Monster House? Ooh. Yeah, I love God, it. I used to watch that every year, man. So good. So good. It was such it's a good so kids movie. Uh, and why do I feel like because it wasn't, like, something important, like, or, like, DC, uh, DC, you know, like, Disney or something, like, a lot of people kind of just, like, ignore it. Yeah, they forget that it's a thing. Yeah. Un momento por favor. Okay, yes. So... Monster House, Supernatural, since, mm. you know, the early seasons. Since the final season. Since the final season is here, and thank God for that. Thank God it's finally <laughs> over. Yo, I watched so much Supernatural when I was in Fallon, just because that was always playing whenever we went to take five. Drunk. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we went to take five drunk off our asses to go get breakfast, 
It was always playing. I watched so much Supernatural. And then I'll throw out the Adams Family. So I love oh, the Adams Family. It's so good. Fun for the whole family. Yeah. Legitimately. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> what are yours? Monster, Monster House was fun for the whole family. Yeah. My favorite part of Monster House. Oh, no, that's part of Frank and Weenie. Excuse me. Never mind. <laughs> it, no, it's not even part of Franklin Weenie. Hold on. It's it's part of Paranorman. Oh, I get those two mixed up. Uh, it's not just you. I do too. I was going to say my favorite part of Monster House is when his sister finds out that the girl, the guy she's been pining over is gay, but that's part of Paranorman. So... So there's another one for you guys to watch, Paranorman. <laughs> I'm gonna throw out the Blair Witch Project. I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I hate it. I was traumatized as a kid. Uh, one of our favorites, and we watched last year, As Above, So Below. Yes, absolutely. Good shit. Good scary shit. You need to watch it if you love scary movies. Like, it really is just really good, scary shit. <laughs> That's the thing. I wasn't it's expecting just like, it to be It's just, like, it's the worst. All I can think the whole time is, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, the first time we watched it, I wasn't expecting it to be good, and then it ended, and I was like, holy shit, that was good. It was so good. And because it's a stone-cold classic, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, Yes. Let's do the time warp again. The other one that I was thinking Literally. about before you started was Over the Garden Wall because I didn't write it down. That like we watch every year. Every fucking year. And I need to get my... I know, like... I need to get my fucking Roku didn't... remote working again because if I don't, I won't be oh, able to watch yeah. it. Oh my god, I know. And the thing is, is we haven't listed things that we watch every year. But those two things are things that we watch together for spooky season. But we have watched Over the Garden Wall every year that we were roommates, except for the one year that you were deployed. I watched it while I was deployed. <laughs> I mean, but we didn't watch it together. No. I <laughs> but I did. So. I did consume it in October. Right. Yeah. We just do every year. How are you? Okay. Like, how are you not? How are you not supposed to? What other? At what other point are you supposed to watch it? Inform me. It's like... Inform me, you guys. So cute and <laughs> creepy at the same time. I have particular things I watch every Christmas, and I have particular things I watch every Halloween. I watch Nightmare Before Christmas every Halloween. I watch that every Halloween, and I watch that every Christmas. Yeah. So I watch it twice a year. Every year. Hearts. No, like, it's not gonna not happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm dead. <laughs> That's what you can assume. <laughs> It's like the only Christmas movie I'll sit down and watch on Christmas. Otherwise, I'm moving about while the other Christmas movies are playing. Is I don't particularly like, like, I want to say TLC, but it's not TLC. I can't remember what kind of network it is. But I don't like normal Christmas movies, I guess, is the best way to put it. I don't really like, I don't I mean enjoy them too much. Like, I don't enjoy a Christmas story. I'll watch it. But it's not something I like to watch. Um, I, I'm particular about the classics. Because some of them are just like, you just get tired of them. 
Also, some things are just straight up nostalgia. So, like, other people's favorite movies are not going to be my favorite movies. doesn't mean that they're bad. It's just, like, like, everybody watches Home Alone. But the thing is, is I'm not that old. I've seen it. But that's not nostalgia, like, for me. Like, because I just, uh, not, I was already, <laughs> it was already old when I, was, when I was able to enjoy it. Yeah. Not when it came out. I mean, it came out the same time I did. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it just was like, but that's not nostalgia for me, where it is for a lot of, like, older adults. Yeah. But I, I watch The Grinch every year. Yes. That's nostalgia for me. I watch The Grinch every year, hard stop. Yeah, I watch the I cartoon every year. I watch the cartoon, I watch the Jim Carrey one, and honestly, the new Grinch that they did is actually really cute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I, I, I watched that it. last year. I just watched the Grinch. <laughs> I watch the Jim Carrey one every year, but yeah. if I can squeeze in the others, I will. Tell them, tell them, tell them where they can find us. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can find us on instagram at mixed witches podcast on twitter at mixed witches pod you can also shoot us an email mixed witches podcast at gmail.com tell us how you're going to celebrate the spooky time yes do that we're going to call it the spooky time because i don't know what your religion is so how do you celebrate the spooks what do you watch every year what is your favorite candy to get? Oh my god. Fucking Three Musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> three Musketeers and Reese's is like my favorite. Oh, Reese's! Oh my god, if you have Reese's and Kit Kat, I'm stealing them. I'm not sorry. Somebody can have the Kit Kats. I don't care for Kit Kats. Unless me. They're the duos. Give them to me! <laughs> But everyone can have all my M&M's. I don't want those. Depends on what kind of M&M's they are. I like peanut M&M's. I like the peanut, but I'm just probably still not going to eat them. <laughs> Someone else can love them more than I'm going to love them. You know what my favorite <laughs> candy to get when I was a kid and trick-or-treating? What? The fucking butterscotch hard candies. That was my favorite thing to I get. Like, I like those, but I don't know if I've ever actually gotten those trick-or-treating. I would get, like, the old people usually gave them out to us, so. all Everybody else gave us, like, chocolate and shit like that. But you go to a house with yeah. some older, older peeps, and they were usually handing those out with, like, the, the strawberry ones with the filling in the middle. Yeah. So, for the rest of y'all, I hope you have a very blissful Samhain, if you identify as a witch. Even if you're not Wiccan, we're probably all still going to celebrate it. Because we're, I'm not Wiccan, but I'm going a, I'm to a do a couple of things for Samhain. I'm, I'm hoping that the storm... I hope y'all have a blissful Dia de los Muertos as well. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was saying I'm hoping that the storm doesn't stop the, uh, the witch shop that I go to from doing the Samhain rites. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to go to a midnight... midnight Sowing rights. But anyway. I still haven't decided what I'm going to do. I have a couple ideas. But, like, I haven't, like, put them all together in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Whatever you do, enjoy the time. I hope y'all don't get visited by no ghosts. 
Mm. I'm kind of hoping for it, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of want some ghosts, but good I'd ghosts. Like, yeah, like Casper. Ancestors. I'd like to uh, talk some to some of those. I've got questions. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pull some tarot that day. Just be flinging them out. <laughs> Who's got what to say? Tell me. <laughs> Speak up. <laughs> it's Scorpio season. <laughs> Tell me your truths. Oh God. <laughs> what do I need to hear? Oh Jesus. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys got a little grossed out with me during the death traditions. Rest in peace the last week of October's movie season. Because now we're going to get into, like, everything else. <laughs> it's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be spooky enough. No. <laughs> I mean, I love Christmas. I may be a witch, but it's still going to be Christmas. And I'm still going to celebrate it. Like, you could take it out of my cold dead hands. It's going to be... Not to say being a witch means you can't have Christmas. All I'm saying is I don't want to hear it. From anybody who doesn't. Uh, I'm gonna be in Japan for Christmas this year, so we'll see how that goes. Happy Halloween, cool. Happy Halloween. I thought I would. No, never mind. Just say bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it O? Getting hiding Feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn
Y'all paradise Play those cards, baby, roll those dice Y'all chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Start to go and then you stop cause you're sailing down easy street again. Damn, almost within reach, but out of your grasp. The last drop at the bottom of your glass, you're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn.